Today, we are going to show you how to eliminate the game of chasing clients and how to create more sales. If you're a business owner, sales representative, or just trying to build relationships, you need to stop what you're doing, as our guest today is the founder of the trust-based selling movement. I'm Devin Hers. Welcome to this week's DMC Marketing Nugget. Well, if you don't want to improve your sales, I would recommend that you keep scrolling because on this episode, we have the world's number one authority on trust-based selling, CEO of Unlock the Game. It's an honor to have you here today with us all the way from Australia. Welcome, Ari Galper. Thank you. Appreciate being here. It's a, a true honor. As uh, you know, Ari, you are someone that I looked up to probably 15, almost 20 years ago now and uh, got a chance to meet you and do some work together. So just an honor to have you here. You're always filled with great insight about improving sales. I'd uh, love to hear a little bit uh, about your background and how you really got started into the whole focusing on the sales game. Sure, so I'm originally from California, from San Diego. I now live in Australia and Sydney. Been here 20 years, my wife online, and uh, moved out here 20 years ago. So got, still got the accent, but got both passports. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a story behind this concept that kind of um, pushed me into this sort of um, zone of trust-based selling, and I'll walk you through it now briefly. Uh, about 20 years ago, I was a sales manager in a software company, and we launched the first online website tracking uh, software to track um, uh, website statistics. Now it's called Google Analytics. But it was free back then, and um, we launched the first on, that the first tool. Uh, the opportunities that were big leads came across my desk, and this one contact called their office. I got the lead, and I called the person back. We had a good conversation. Uh, he's with a big company, and such a, a big enough company. If I close this one sale, we'll double the revenue one transaction. That's how big it was. So we were pretty excited about this opportunity. He agrees to a conference call uh, and a demo on the following week. So the week finally came. Four o'clock Friday afternoon, I'll never forget it. I go in the conference room with my CEO and a closed door behind me, big long conference table in front of us. There's a speakerphone in the middle of the table and um, you know the old school ones with a starship, looks like the starship on there if you like on it. <laughs> and I reach over, hit the on, on button and uh, dial the number and he picks it up. He says, hey Ari, I said, how's it going? Uh, and he says to me, Ari, let us tell you who's with us on the, on the line today. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Who else is there? Next thing I hear is, my name is Mike, I'm CEO. I was like, ooh, this is good. My name is Chris, I'm head of IT. This is even better. My name is Julie, I'm head of global marketing. This is amazing. Like everybody on this call was basically a decision maker. Like, right. Devin, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen today. Like, cause we're all there in one spot. So I introduced myself and what we do. Then I began to give them a live demo over the web of our services. And I'm showing this to them live and, and using their websites as, as examples. And so I started hearing these noise on the phone call, like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe this. This is fantastic. How, do, how much does it cost? Well, they start asking me all kinds of questions. Of course, I had all the answers. I mean, I was competent and I understood a product. I mean, there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. The dream. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the dream call. Yeah. Yeah. They got the questions. You got the answers. You're saying to yourself, this is like so good. And literally the call goes by, it's like an hour goes by. There's such an amazing call. They're loving it, I'm loving it. They're happy, I'm happy. Call comes to a close. My guy says to me, Ari, this is great, we love it. Give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. 
I said to myself, oh, yes, perfect. So I said my goodbyes. I took my arm and I reached for the speakerphone in the middle of the table. As I'm raising for the off button, by complete accident, I hit the mute button but instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And I clicked the wrong button and a small click happened. And they thought I hung up the phone. And that split second, a voice inside of me says, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. Go where no one's ever gone in the world of sales before. And I pulled my thumb back for a couple seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. So what would you expect? Not a trick question. I know you know the story. But what would you expect yeah. I should have heard on this call after all that? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like everything was moving in the right direction. So you would think they're talking about how they're going to move forward with you. Exactly. That's what you expect to hear. Things like, hey, it looks good. Let's move forward. But let me share with you what I heard word for word while we're all here today. And what they said was this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Mm -hmm. Knife and heart twist. I was in a state of shock. I, I could not believe it. I mean... I, I hit the off button and I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I wasn't aggressive. I was competent. I answered the questions. And the first big idea hit me and that was this, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth right. to people who sell, right? Happens a lot, yep. It's okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. Wait, send us a proposal without any intention of what? Purchasing. <laughs> exactly, moving forward. And then I had this big epiphany and I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I would have been okay either way. And I realized that moment, there's this invisible kind of river of pressure that flows underneath every sales conversation you have with somebody. And if you don't remove that pressure from the process, it's invisible. Now they can't right. see it, you can't see it, but if you aren't aware of it, then what will happen is, They'll always put their guard up, just give you just enough to chew on, and you'll end up chasing what I call ghosts, people who make you chase them for an answer. And you spend all this time and energy in a very dysfunctional relationship with these people and never making the sales that you want. So we shifted our whole mindset. We had a whole new way of thinking around this 20 years ago where our goal is not to focus on the sale anymore. Our goal is to focus on deep trust to build this moment of vulnerability if they feel comfortable opening up to you in the beginning and telling you where you stand. So you don't guess and hope and play the numbers game down that road. That became our whole unlock the sales game mindset from years ago. Now we have a huge following and and a lot of success stories around people who have made the mindset shift. Yeah, you have worldwide success stories and, and you wrote the book on unlocking the sales game. So let's go ahead and start there. What does that actually mean, unlock the sales game? What that means is releasing yourself from the old conditioning, the old brainwashing, the old way you've been thinking and taught to do things around chasing people, persuading them, showing your credibility, trying to make it all about you. Unlocking the sales game is about making it all about them. It's almost like a doctor-patient relationship, whether the patient, you're the doctor. How do you basically position yourself in a way where you're the one unpacking their problems and having them own the issues? Because what I discovered is this in our, in our research, that you this day and age now, your potential clients don't really care about how you solve their problem. What they care about is if you're the one to solve it or not. Okay. So the entire time they're asking themselves, do I trust him? 
Do I trust him? Do I trust her? They're not asking themselves, well, how do your services work? They really don't care about that. They care about, do they trust you? And that's the whole operative word today is, I believe trust is a new currency in the economy. And if you are only focused on making the sale and moving people forward in the process and not aware of how they're taking your 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 process and how they're perceiving you, you're gonna keep chasing the, in the numbers game. Oh yeah, we, we've all been there chasing people, not sure if they're gonna purchase. You think you had a great presentation and it turns out the opposite way. Uh, so it's just incredible to hear is like, how do we go about and convey that trust? What are the things that we can do to convey that trust? And as a business owner myself, uh, I would say it's most exciting to get fresh new leads and get more leads and we're constantly playing that game. But I know that you say focus less on the activity and more on your ideal client. So how should people go about that? So the shift here is, it's a big one, is that if you focus on conversion and less leads, Right. Then you close the bucket up in your sales process and you make more profit at the end of the game. So the way you do this is you first of all have to uh, detox from your old sales myths, your old things that you're thinking about, about what you believe sales is. And one goes to what you said a minute ago. And the first one is this one, the sales is a numbers game, right? Because yeah. the more yeah. we get, the more we get, supposedly the more sales we're supposed to make, right? That's That's the yeah. theory. Well, we discovered it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are, how many contacts you make. That's the first big flip. The second one is the idea that the sales loss at the end of the process. I'm sure you've been there before, Devin, where you had a deal pending, look positive, all the green lights, tick, tick, tick. And at the end, it just kind of like fell through. Like, like what happened? They were perfect for oh, yeah. us. Oh yeah, we definitely well, have we those. Discovered... <laughs> it's flipping it around too. It's like we thought we did great and then lose it and vice versa. So yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Well, we discovered the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process is now lost at the beginning. It's lost at hello. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning, you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? It's basically all talking about them. It's over to hello. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm not suggesting, you know, everyone on this call doing outbound calls, but I will suggest and make the case today that many of your listeners or viewers are losing their opportunity, not at the end of the process. They're losing it at the beginning of the process, which would be a bit of shocking when they hear what I'm telling them today. And the last one's the idea that rejection is part of the sales game. You have to accept it as part of the uh, being in it. Right, like if you if you're not tough enough, you can't take a no. If you're not thick-skinned, you're not made for success. A lot of gurus out there still teach that. Hey, get out there, be tough. Well, you know, we discovered we discovered that rejection is triggered by certain things you'd say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you and make you chase them. We'll talk about that today as well. Okay, great. And yeah, I would say one of those unconscious things are selling our solutions. We all like to talk about ourselves, tell people what we do, but I know that decreases your chances of closing a sale. Um, so the mind shift, shift there um, to really increase close rates, what would that be and what does that look like? So that starts with uh, shifting your thinking and embedding new principles in how you approach people in your process. And just so you know, I've invented, as you probably know, a whole body of work around what I call trust-based languaging. 
words and phrases that replace typical sales scripts. And when you uh, match up the principles with the languaging, the magic happens. And we'll do one uh, as an example, an example to give people an idea of how this all works. So one of our core principles is the idea of always be diffusing pressure, meaning always take the pressure out of the sales conversation all the time. And how you do that is, is using our languaging. I'll make you an example, a classic one. Let's say you're on the phone with somebody for a first conversation, inbound lead, let's just say, and they're pretty qualified, good conversation, good chemistry, looks like they're a good fit, you're excited about it, and the call kind of comes to a close. What do we normally say to somebody at the end of a call like that? Not a trick question. What's the normal thing we say to people? The, the, the follow-up and check-in and all those good terms that people are used to saying, which I, I know I eliminated from our vocabulary years back due to your teachings. Yeah, how we say things like, hey, how about we move forward? How about we have a next meeting? How about you meet my team? How about a proposal? See, we're, we're conditioned to move things to where? A next step oh, forward. Yeah. That's your yeah. old conditioning. The problem yeah. with that, if you try to move somebody forward at the beginning with them and they are ready, broken right there with them. Yeah. Trust, right? So mm -hmm. same scenario, but our mindset and our languaging. Call is going well, good chemistry, could be a good fit. Call comes to a close. Ryan saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. What we say is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Love it. Now, how does that change the dynamic of the moment? Puts them right in the driver's seat. First of all, when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Usually they're in a state of shock. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they're not used to hearing that. It's the same old stuff. They, so They can't believe somebody would ask them what they think. That's unheard of in selling because they're so used to being pulled down a process they know in three seconds. It's over. So when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Usually what comes out is things like, well, I, I've got one more question. Or what, what, what about this? You know what comes out? The truth. And that's the goal. The goal is to get the truth of what they're thinking so you know up front where they're at so you're not chasing a ghost. And interesting enough, when you said to somebody, they perceive you as somebody that actually cares about them. Right. What a concept. Actually yeah. caring about people. It's so missing in the world of sales these days. And yeah, so that's just... Subscribe to our YouTube channel or listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or your favorite streaming platform.